What's up, Rad Talk Nation? Back at it again for another wonderful episode. Dennis and Gage here. We got some other familiar faces with us, Chris and Jana. Uh, we just wanted to go over a quick recap with you guys from the last episode. Um, so you started the traveling process and you're starting to get phone calls. Things are starting to go crazy. You're like, what's going on? And, and Chris wanted to just kind of touch on um, some more details pertaining to the last episode as well. And so we're just going to give it the floor to Chris. Yeah. Well, thanks for having us back. Um, so uh, I just wanted to touch on something about where we had talked about when you're start the very beginning of the process, starting to reach out, getting your name out there. So one thing to be, well, a couple of things to be aware of is that it all depends on where you put your information. So if you put your information, let's say on Indeed, put your um, resume out there, or you use a more a dedicated site for travelers, like here's an example of one, uh, it's called Allied Travel Careers. You can upload your profile there, just some basics. Um, if you take that route, all these agencies will have access to that information. So then your phone will get blown up. Right. No way around that. Right. And it won't be necessarily about specific jobs. They will just reach out to you and say, hey, you know, starting a conversation, you're be, you'll be texted by different agencies constantly. I recognize even though I'm on this, we're on this side of things, I recognize how annoying that is. Right. And the thing is, once they and this is something you need to know is once they have your information, it's in their system until you tell them to stop. They're not going to stop. That's yeah. one way of doing it. So, you know, for example, I've reached out to a few people uh, through Allied Travel Careers, and I talked to them, and they're like, oh, I was just testing the waters. I was just kind of seeing what, you know, was out there. And I was like, hey, has your phone been blowing up? They're like, yes, it has. I don't know how to make it stop. So, you know, <laughs> I help them out as much as I can. But just be aware of that right. The other route is responding to specific jobs that a specific agency is posting. Once, if you do that, they will have your information. They'll reach out to you, but then it's just the agencies that you've reached out to that will have your information. And they'll, again, you'll be in their system until you say, please stop or remove me from your list. Um, that way, your phone won't necessarily be blown up. It will just be, you know, people will be reaching out to you or a recruiter will be reaching out to you from that agency about that job. So that's one thing. So if you go on a website, for example, on the Malone website, um, you reach out, well, Malone will reach out to you. All these other agencies won't. Yeah. Unless you respond to that. Chris, wouldn't you think, though, I, my thought on that is it's a little bit of a catch-22 um you know not all agencies have all jobs that's just the name of the game so if if you do choose to go selective yes your phone will be quieter uh, but if you are able to get yourself out there if you're serious and you're really really curious and looking into it um that's a good way to get multiple you know calls and, and try out some recruiters and try out some personalities yes you got to weed through the ones that don't work for you uh, but just get really good about saying hey thanks not interested you know something along those lines yeah. um responding um, responding because they won't stop you know yeah I'm happy. i don't want to bother people 
Right. You know, I do not want to bother people that aren't interested. So I'm happy to stop. But just, you know, if if you just say stop, we'll stop. Yeah. It, we actually don't uh, enjoy it. <laughs> you know, we don't enjoy being the pest that calls all the time. But it's proven metrics. The calls do work. Just reaching out to folks and, and keeping in touch with them and, you know, um, just following up. So it, there's there's a rhyme to the reason there. But, right. um, yes, we don't like being the pest. Yeah. And, you know, and, and to touch on that, too, I can I can think of a lot of times where I'll get phone calls from companies all the time still. And it's just like sometimes it just depends on how I feel that day. And you're just like sometimes you feel like like, OK, like I'm buying like, you know, I'm getting ready for this gig or whatever it is. And then other days you're just like, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Or, or, or like I ignore, you know, you ignore the phone call, but then you get the text message in the email. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm like, okay, I'll, re I'll respond to the text message, like not available or something like that. You know, you're just like, I don't have the capacity to continue this conversation. And I'm, I don't want to waste your time saying hello and going through the, the cordial. Yeah. And so like, I'll, I'll, if you text me, like I'll respond to that. And so it's all about bandwidth, right? You don't have the bandwidth. To, exactly. Like, bunches. I totally get that. But I mean, it is true that like, if you're going to be respond, you know, putting responding to specific jobs, respond to jobs from several agencies, like four or five. Then you actually now have four or five agencies that you can potentially work with, you know, or recruiters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all about fit. Uh, as about, especially as a first-time traveler to sort of try things out and see, okay, am I am I is this a good fit for me? You know, with this recruiter. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, like anything fits. It's super important. You fit the the company that you're looking for, the recruiter that you're going to be talking to, um, you know. And, and then it, I always find it interesting that you know other even when you're on an assignment, other recruiting companies will check in with you. You know, like yeah. I just how I uh, how was your first week at your other assignment, or how was your and you're like okay, that's kind of like a nice nice thing um, yeah. as well. Yeah. And then I saw and I know I'm I'm jumping around here for a second, but I saw with the um rad the recent rad tech week that passed not too long ago mm -hmm. um other certain people were like well the re the company that i don't even work with like wished me like a happy rad tech week but like the company i'm working with didn't wish me that like like that was kind of like and i guess that depending on the person like that means a lot myself like i I'd, I'd rather not be bothered but um <laughs> certain yes. other people were like you know i wish they would have my own company would have like sent me something or wished me like a good rad tech week or whatever it is um okay. and so uh, that's always interesting too because that's i think that's a part of the relationship you develop with your recruiter too is is mm -hmm. you want to find somebody that's on the same page as you um wants the same things as you if you can um i think that yeah. that's important um okay yeah, you yeah. You're right. Just my, my last thought on that is it is recruiter dependent. You know, if that recruiter is, is dialed in or, or not, um, you know, uh, they'll, they'll send those out and, and whatnot. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's person dependent there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Relationship building. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've actually had, you know, conversations with a potential traveler. And I was like, oh, I'm just not feeling I'm not clicking with this person. Mm -hmm. So I'll be like, oh, uh, I think they might click with this other worker that we got on our team. And I'll just say, hey, here, you know, uh, you might want to talk to this person. And well, I'll tell you what, that's so I, you know, I love that you said that because I think that's so cool because uh, there's so many times that 
you don't click with somebody or and they'll and i get the same phone call from the same recruiter from the same company and and to not have the mindset of like oh i don't maybe they and them aren't clicking but let's keep them in our company and let's see if we can find somebody else that clicks with them i think that's like that's super mindful um in trying to benefit your company and just saying hey like because you and i aren't clicking doesn't mean that like we shouldn't we couldn't still work with you and find you a good job and and have somebody who does click with you and so like that's that's like a the perfect that's like that's what we want for your you know your recruiters to do yeah uh, make yeah. it make it work for the company as well uh, okay so uh quick recap for for chris there is there anything else you want to touch on um I guess the uh, just as far as just a general recap was, um, you know, the idea when you do, if you don't have an established profile with a company and you're responding to jobs on Vivian or some job board, be aware, again, this is the recap. It takes time to get that profile before you can actually get submitted. Mm -hmm. That does put you at a disadvantage. Because there are other people who already have profiles with either that company or another company that that job is open and they're getting in, they're getting submitted right away. So really, you know, you have to be very quick. If you're responding to a job for a company that you are not working with or haven't have a profile, it needs to be very quick that you get the profile together and get everything together so you submit for the job because the job will close very quickly. Yeah. So yeah. be aware of that. Um, yeah. So that's why it's important to have a profile ready to go, good relationship with a recruiter, uh, with the company or several several agencies, I should say. Yeah, right, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Well, not... and I, I'll say really quick: not all profiles are the same. Um, not they don't always. Not all of them present as well as the next. So we like to to make sure that we're putting our best foot forward for you. So it does, you know, take a day or two to get your references and to, to build it, get all the documentation that we need. That way, whenever we submit, sub, submit it, um, it's worth their time to look at it. It's easy for them to read. All the documents are clean. Um, everything is right there rather than them, you know, scrolling through and like, oh, this is a broken resume in a, in a format that my computer doesn't recognize. I, I'm going to move on, you know? Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that it's it's nice and cool and, and ready, ready to rock for you. Um, yeah, yeah. In fact, we just had a meeting yesterday. Yeah, uh, where we were, where it was a discussion about okay, how is the thing you know working with the facilities and the vendors? How can we make our our travelers as marketable as possible, right? To make them stand out from everybody else from another agency. So we just had that meeting yesterday. It's really kind of funny. So that's awesome that's awesome yeah uh, it's like uh sometimes i send i think i sent you guys an email on white ink once and so that didn't work out real well so yeah you gotta <laughs> you gotta, gotta get it we gotta try to get it right so that's great you guys are having meetings on that and so for potential travelers out there like they're trying to consistently make it best for the travelers and so that's that's what you want to hear as a as a traveler yeah. How do we tweak the resumes just to make them stand out more? You know, what? How do we submit the profiles over so again they stand out right. more, catch the attention of the, the vendors right. and the facilities? Okay, yeah. so let's go. Let's go. Uh, so this person decided to travel with Malone. They've got their profile set up. They're sending over. They sent over you guys the resume, and so Malone starts doing some some magical unicorn power. 
and they make this awesome resume. Um, and, and so let's, and then I think as a traveler, I've talked to several people that said, also, you can reach out and see what that resume looks like. And so Malone has provided us with almost uh, with a template of how, uh, what a superhero resume should essentially look like. Um, yes. and so if, if you guys wanted to take us through that template, um, we're also going to be posting it visually. So everybody will be able to see it. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, on an upcoming post, but yeah, take us through what uh, an awesome hero level resume looks like. Yeah, so I can actually talk you through it basically. So there is a cover page, hmm. and the cover page is broken up into two areas where you have the can uh, the overview of the candidate. So that will be bullet pointed where you simply have what's their specialty, right? So if it's an echo tech, echo tech. Then another bullet point where you just say what their certifications are, right? Um, then the shifts that they're open to, how soon they're available, any dates off that uh, they need, um, how many years of experience do they have overall? Mm -hmm. Then also we include a thing: how many travel assignments that they actually have. So that's right up front. So you know whether this, how you know how experienced a traveler is this person. So are they ready to rock and roll the minute they get there? Right. And then you have their education level, the highest education. So that's the candidate overview right on the first page. You know, it takes about a half a page, but it's all that information right up front. And we, as we had talked before, and as Jan had had, you know, experience as a manager, you want stuff to just jump out at. Mm -hmm. right. it's, it's just it's the bit you know think about it this way it's the bare bones but it's the bones that matter that's right so then you have on that first page the highlights for the candidate and this is where your sort of hard skills are are listed right so for example we try to bullet point it so that again it's going to stand out given that they're looking at these resumes no more than 10 seconds so not doing paragraphs where you have to read, oh, so-and-so is proficient at this, has a lot of experience. You know, there's a lot of words there that you got to get through to actually find the part that matters as a manager. So here's the thing. It's like, okay, do they, uh, you know, I'm looking at one right now, but it's, okay, they have 3D Echo experience. They just have 3D Echo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, do they do stress echo? Stress echo. Just put stress echo, you know. They have cath lab experience, cath lab experience. You know, right. what is some of the uh, equipment they they're used? You just list the equipment, right? Um, so that's the sort of thing where it's you have the hard skills that matter to the managers, and it's there right up front, so that they can skim it and see it right up front. Right. right? Yeah. Right. Um, so that's the first page, and it's very simple, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, you can skim it. Second page is you list your professional experience. And these are all the facilities you've worked it with. Basically, we just say, this is the name of the facility. This is the place it was located, at least the you know, city and state, uh, and when you worked there, basically the month and the years. And then it tells you what your title was and whether you are travel or staff or PRN. Mm -hmm. Then we can list what was assigned. And this is going to differ, by the way, on your modalities. That we're talking about but so we, sometimes we change these up but for example what's the facility size you know how many mm -hmm. beds uh what's the trauma level trauma level one two three you know is it acute care teaching mm -hmm. hospital 
we can actually list all of those. And what kind of patient types uh, have you used, you know, are you, uh, have you, did you work with at that facility? So notice that that tells you everything you kind of need. Those are the basics of what you need to know or what the manager would need to know to see what your experience is. And then you have basically their education, then you have their education at the very bottom. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, so, so we're looking at maybe, so I'm just trying to make paint a visual here. So we're looking at two pages, two pages, um, is, is the goal for this particular resume. Um, and, and you're going to go, you're going to list. Okay. And everything is bullet points, simple, mm -hmm. something you can skim over your eyes and know exactly what, what it is. Um, yes. and, and, I like that you went into the details of, I guess you leave the, the education last mm -hmm. because obviously that if you've done all these things, we know that you have the education. And so that's just the, the formality. Okay. Yeah. Um, and actually we have that highest level of education right on the first page. So we'll just say, what, what's your degree in, you know, what's your highest degree in? Whereas the, at the very bottom on the second page, when you have the education that will actually list where you went to school, state when you got your degree what the degree was and that will also list all your education as well it's not just your highest yeah. gotcha and and, yeah. and we're so in this particular instance we're not throwing the address of the individual on no. there as well Correct. just yeah. a telephone number and uh email address okay and so and, and so these might be some distinct differences from our full-time folks who are applying to something so this is traveler specific and so this is mm -hmm. This is our gold standard of how we want travel companies to work with hospitals. This is what they want to see. And yes. so if you're a traveler out there, like this is what we want your mind frame to be in. Like simplicity, get mm -hmm. the information out there, make it easy. No fluff. No fluff. That's right. No, yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. Not a lot of work. You know, don't throw in extra words like I am very oriented to work for your great facility, you know, anything like that. Like that's just fluff. <laughs> we're, we're, keep it, we're keeping it to the specifics. This is the job I'm looking for. So that's, and I, and, and I think that's, I think that's even great for some um, of the full-time folks. I mean, that's yeah. people, people throw a lot of fluff in there and then travel hiring managers or throw that out. And I don't know if that's human resources of those, those hospitals, if they're going full-time, if that's like what they want to see human yeah. resources wise, but I feel like nobody wants to see that. <laughs> well, you've got your traditional, you know, the first statement that you throw on an old resume is like, what's, what's your goal? Like, what's your goal summary? It's like, oh, to obtain a position as a highly skilled yada, yada. It's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's copy and paste, right. And, and insert your name. Um, but these here, yeah, you know, things to remember, uh, if you can just be prepared to provide, if you have traveled, we're going to, really be able to to use the the names of the companies you worked with in the past that comes into play with the background check getting a little ahead of ourselves with that one but we will need that information eventually um emrs each each hospital has a different emr setup go ahead and let us know put in there you know what who you what we've worked with and maybe what you're comfortable with if there's emrs that you're at the place where your facility where you're applying that you're not familiar with, that's okay. They just want to see what your what your skill set is, and definitely the equipment. Um, you know, Dennis is an old Shantech. I mean, <laughs> Accusons, Siemens, Philips. You know, you, you name yeah. it. They they want to know. Um, mm -hmm. can, are you adaptable? Not do you have specific experience per se, but yeah, um, yeah. anything you can bullet point to highlight. Um, we're gonna we're gonna love that information to to highlight you for sure. Yeah. That's that's that the charting experience too. You'll see often 
will add that as well under experience. Yeah. In other words, they'll be on the candidate highlights, another candidate, but the the just overview. There'll be a section for charting experience. We'll list oh Cerner, you know, Epic, Meditech, whatever the charting experience is. Uh, that'll be up front, and then on the experience side, we'll also also duplicate that in the sense it's like oh here they use Cerner, here they use Epic, you know. Mm -hmm. So that way you know the manager knows um, how recently you use specific charting system. Right. Yeah. I think and, and yeah, that's 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 great. And don't worry again, people. Uh, we're going to make sure that this is formatted, and so you can see it uh, visually as well as uh, on our our social medias. So if, you, if you're not painting a visual in your head, watch listening to this audio. We'll paint it for you. Um, yeah. you can see that. And so just, also, oh, just an example. I wanted to tell. I was uh, I had placed uh, actually uh, a speech language pathologist just like well about a month ago. Mm. And I was chatting with her, and this is one of those things where we vibed, right? We totally clicked, right? So it's like we already just chat, you know, we mm -hmm. just call each other and chat. So, yeah. but she said something was, she actually mentioned that the supervisor said to her during the interview, she was like, I really loved your resume. <laughs> like, you know, and I was like, that is fantastic. So she said, whatever you did to my resume, it worked. <laughs> you know, it was, I was the like, Malone oh. magic. You know, you often don't get that feedback. You know, you don't hear that, you know, because the manager won't actually say, oh, I loved your resume. It was really great. And then, you know, the traveler tells me that. So I was like, yes, you know, that just was a great feeling. So yeah, that work yes. we put into it, you know, and got her place. So. Right, right. Yeah, it's a great feeling. You know, the, the work you did put into it got her that helped her get that job. And so that's that's a great feeling from the from the process. Um, so, yeah, these people know what they're talking about, guys. <laughs> direct experience here um and so also you know i was thinking uh references so you didn't mention references so is that not something that we add on this particular resume no uh not on the resume itself you could do a blurb as jana mentioned a little blurb if if they had said something specifically in a reference where you could put that sort of highlight in there under candidate highlights where you know this 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 uh reference said this great thing about them um but you yeah. can you can put a little bit of a blurb, and I didn't include that when I was just talking about it. But yeah. there was a little yeah. blurb on the example I was looking at. Yeah, yeah. but it adds. I think it adds. If you do include that blurb, I think it adds a little bit. It's like you're going through a, a an, an Amazon uh, comment section. Yeah. You know, and you're like you're looking at that particular <laughs> product, and you're like, okay, everybody's what are the stars on this? And you're and so this blurb maybe gives them. You know, you get that five star rating to back up whatever yeah. you know from the director oh, yeah. or from whomever it is and so i think uh, i think that can be an important piece of the puzzle um, just to, it it humanizes oh. the individual as well um you know it's 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 real experience that they've had that that connection with so that's that's the goal right to make you incredibly humanized it's not just a resume and a piece of paper you know right. going through the portal so that's yeah right. that's that's a game changer there right and it's not fluff coming from you right yeah, yeah. It's it's somebody else said, and you can quote it. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, um, okay. Two, so things I think I, two things you mentioned the references. Uh, just as one of the recaps, uh, I wanted to emphasize something about references. So we mentioned that uh, a minimum of two references they have to be supervisory level, right? That's what the typical uh, facility is looking for. 
occasionally, I, I've only had it actually happen once where they said, uh, we also need a peer reference. And this was actually after they got placed, but we just, HR needed that. So, mm -hmm. so it's supervisory level. And here's something I want to emphasize. <laughs> For the love of God, make sure it's a good reference. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, uh, make sure that they're going to give you a good reference because guess what? If it comes back with a bad reference, we can't get rid of that. That goes in your profile. Oh, man. That's where, you know, like, you know, when you're in high school, this goes on your permanent record. Mm -hmm. That's in there. And so that makes things much more difficult for the recruiter to get you placed. And the only way we can sort of counterbalance that is to start finding more references where they're, you know, in other words, to say, oh, yeah, this person said not so great things, but check out all these other ones, you know, so we just, we, you know, it makes it difficult. So just make sure that they're going to give you a good reference, you know, um, <laughs> that's important. <laughs> that's really yeah, important. It, it never hurts to, to call that reference or reach out to them ahead of time and just say, hey, this is coming down the pipe. You know, I'd love for you. I'd love your support. You know, mm -hmm. just just something where you can kind of test the water there a little bit if you have yeah. any doubt whatsoever right. um, that they're going to speak in your favor or not. For, yeah. for the references, are they allowed to look at the references yes. first? Yes. Uh, um, the, after you get the uh, – sorry, oh, let me see if I understand your question, Gage. So, uh, like – in I'll just in medical school, we waive the right to see the reference itself, so we don't get to see it at all, and they have to upload it directly onto whatever website it is. So in residency, if when you're applying for fellowship, most of the time the attendings that are writing will let you read it before they submit it. Do the, are the candidates allowed to read the rep? Because that would eliminate a bad reference, you know. If it looks um, so. That, I mean, that's a great right. Yeah, the dynamic's a little different. I remember, you know, in school, the same thing, right? It's like, oh, I waived my right to, to see mm -hmm. this. Um, it's a little different because the agency is actually reaching out to the reference, right? So we don't actually have, once we've done that, we have the reference. You can see it, but we have the reference. It goes into your profile regardless, you know, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So um, it, it, it's not like they can do a, a, a provide a reference and you can see it first and then it goes to the agency. Right. Yeah. We're not, not going to ask slightly different questions. They're going to have a slightly different way of approaching it. So, um, I mean, I can tell you the way we do it is you're just rated excellent, good, average, below average on, uh, you know, basically experience, uh, skill set, you know, attitude cooperation that sort of stuff and then there's a there's a place where you can actually add comments yeah yeah, yeah. so well so, and, yeah. and again the the weight of these references it's important not only for you know character references and supervisor references but jaco comes involved in this stuff um there's a legality to it if, if something goes down and you know they realize oh you actually you know made all your documents on a you know off a paint word paint like if they're just not not validated so there's a there's a reason that we go through all these things is just to verify who you are especially if we're just meeting you over a phone call and a text you know and we haven't been in the facilities with you it's important that you know we're putting good healthcare workers in the facilities to actually you know make it make a difference in healthcare and, and keep that that going but um to keep you safe to keep other travelers safe and uh, make sure that integrity is intact right um 
So there's there's a reason for it. It's not just to to bug your your peers and your and your coworkers um, and 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 the supervisors. But um, yeah, bear with us. <laughs> and, and and you know I think another another important part is so if you're working with several companies, um, you need those same three references for mm -hmm. all those companies. And so make sure that maybe you find a couple people that you can use uh, that are different because I know that. Personally, I've hounded the same people for the most time, for the most part. You, I found somebody who was willing to be hounded and was just like, can I just, because I, just like you said, it's, you, you don't write addendums to these references. Um, and so the company, the travel company calls, or sometimes they email, sometimes they let you do an email reference as well. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's the same people that could be hounded. So if you try to get different references, if you can, every, if, especially once you start traveling, every facility you go at look at people that could be used as a reference um, yeah and, that's and a great point that's that's yeah. a great point i always say that i was like get find somebody at the place you're working at as a traveler to get the most recent you know yeah, uh, yeah. a reference from them and yeah and it is it, it is the case and the other point is yeah you're right uh, I, I mean i've had conversations like where I say, okay, I'm going to need some references, two references to it, and they'll say, oh, they're being bothered by something. They've been bothered by so many people. I just feel bad. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, references. So it, it is good to expand that reference pool for yourself, yeah. too, because it's not going to be the same people that are going to be bothered again and again when you're applying for a job from a different agency. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And just be nice to those folks. Send them a thank you card. Get the card. You know, yeah. something. Sure. Yeah, take care of your references. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and another thing worth mentioning, actually, is this. Uh, yeah, have a conversation with your reference prior to, you know, to get their permission. Make sure it's going to be a good reference. Mm -hmm. The other thing I always tell them is once you've applied and we're starting a profile for you, especially if you're applying for a job that you applied, you know, you respond to online, and, you know, time is short. reach out to the reference and say, so-and-so is going to be reaching out to you. Could you please do me a solid and get back to them quickly? Because they don't, you know, if you don't tell them that, they don't know who's reaching out and they're not exactly motivated to respond very quickly. So if you want, if you, we want a response from a reference, I always tell my travelers, especially the first time travelers I'm, I'm developing a profile for is reach out to your reference, tell them, we're going to be reaching out. We're going to be reaching out from this area code, you know, so tell them that. So that way, you know, and because they're going to be wanting to help you out because you have a relationship with them, right? They're not necessarily going to want to respond to us who they don't know. Right. Yeah. And I think that's an important point is the tell that, you know, because people don't answer certain phone numbers. And so you're, you know, unknown phone numbers, I don't want to answer, but Hey, this unknown phone number is going to be calling you. It's for me. Please answer it. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's 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 nice. I missed many a reference calls because I don't look. I don't answer phone calls. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unless well, I'm feeling unless will... I'm foggy that day, but you know. <laughs> there's good days and there's bad days. Yeah. Um. So they they will call 
and or text, you know, with a phone number, if you have an email address, try to get a personal email address. Sometimes these folks, you know, if you worked with them in the past year, maybe they don't, they're not, maybe they're not there anymore, you know, and, and their work email is, is dormant. Uh, but if we have an email address, they'll also shoot that. So all, all three ways, they'll try to reach out to them and make it super fast um, and, and a quick process for them. Um, oh, Dan makes a great point here. Get their cell phone number, not yeah. like the desk, not their their work number, because it'll go to a you know it'll go to the front desk or something. You'll never get that reference. Yeah, yeah. Get their cell number. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I okay. So we've talked about making the profiles. Um, I, one quick question. I think I've heard of um, blind submittals. Mm -hmm. So, and obviously you guys have heard of that. So is that something that exists? Do people, have you heard of that happening? Um, and and how does that work? I, I've, I've, I guess I, I, for our viewers, for listeners out there, I, I've heard of people saying, you know, I got submitted to a job I didn't know I was getting submitted to. And it came back and they wanted to interview me and things. And I, I didn't even know about this. And so what's uh is is that is that real i guess yeah mm -hmm. you know and and it, it goes into a category of just be careful who's got your information and who you're working with you know make sure you know that person we like to call those uh proactive submissions so mm -hmm. we have those conversations with travelers and i think we talked about this on the on the previous episode you know if you're at work dennis and that unicorn job comes up and I, I, we won't really have time, you know, for you to get through your 10, 12 hour shift to ask you, Hey, yeah. are you still interested in this place? If we already know you and what you're looking for, and we've had this conversation of, Hey, if these pop up, we're going to, we're going to roll with it for you on your behalf because we've, we've, we've chatted about it. Um, so that's proactive submissions. And you have to be very careful that you're on the same page about that. Right. Um, cause we don't want to misrepresent you or waste your time or the facilities or ours, you know? Um, but there are some, gosh, there's some crazy stories out there. Like you just said, you know, <laughs> recruiters that you may have never spoken to that just got a hold of your resume and, you know, or whatever the little information you gave them, they're just running with your resume all over the place. Yeah. Um, I think that's an extreme uh, example, right. um, but but it is it is out there. So blind submitting does happen. It's it's a little bit of a frustration, yeah. Um, but sure. uh, it's a it goes into making sure you, you build those good relationships and take the time to get to know your recruiter and mm -hmm. let them know what you're looking for. Right, and that and that teaches you a lot as a traveler is is you know work with good companies, try mm -hmm. work with surround yourself with good recruiters with good people. Um, and, and the folks that are, if they're doing these things to you and you're not agreeing with them, then don't, don't work with them. And if enough people stop working with them, maybe they'll stop doing these things that people don't agree with. But I think that's a, another great point. You know, something I didn't think about Jana is if you have that relationship with your, um, traveler that you see that job that they've been talking about and you know, it pops open and you're like, I want you in there first. And then, mm -hmm. you know, Hey, I've, I've, I've sent you in for this job and they get back and they're like, Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. Like, you know me so well, you're like, Oh, this is perfect. Or if you know, they say, you say, Hey, I, we were talking about this. I sent you in for this job and they say, you know what? My thoughts have changed. And you can also rescind those. I know Chris has mm -hmm. talked about that. And so I think that's a, an important dynamic too. That Okay. I put it in and you said, no, now, okay. I can take that right back out then. Um, yeah. So, but, um, but yeah. absolutely. 
the otherwise blind spindles are, are yeah, yeah bad. I would I would just add two points to what Jana said is one is I would actually draw a distinction between blind spindles and proactive spindles. Yeah. Uh, that's and so proactive spindle is you have a relationship with the traveler, you know what their parameters are, and you follow up once you've submitted them. I give them a call and like, I want you to know, I submitted you for this job. Let's go over the details. You have a conversation right afterwards. So they know, right? They're not blindsided by it. Blind submittals are, I think, a little different. It's literally a blind submit. They're just sending these out and they are not necessarily having a conversation with you even after the fact. And this is where it can hurt you in the following sense, not only for Dennis, what you had just said, you know, it's like, I didn't even know, you know, this was not a job I was interested in or whatever. But here's the other thing. What happens if it is a job and you're working with more than one agency? We have access to the same jobs. I have a good relationship with you. I submit you for a job. Somebody else submitted you for the same job. Right. Sometimes those get kicked back. Right. Yeah. Um, so it could potentially hurt you if you're if they're doing that. I've I've had that happen where I've been working with somebody, have a good relationship with them, I've had the conversations, and I submit them to a job, and then you find out another agency submitted them for the first job, the first job. And I remember actually one case, they're like, I haven't even talked to this recruiter in months. I don't even know why they, you know. So you know, it's it can, and it kind of slows the process up. It makes things more difficult. Some some vendors will kick out those, you know, if they're duplicate submissions. That's becoming increasingly common again. It had stopped during COVID, really, but it's becoming common again. But then there's another, you know, hoop you have to jump through is where you have to choose. You have to say, I'd like to be represented by this agency for this job that you got yeah. submitted. You'll have to provide a statement for that. Yeah. Um, letter of intent, so it's an LOI um, to kind of choose and state who you want to work with. Um, and even at that, sometimes it's not that easy to reverse that process. Um, so it can it can kind of muddy things a little bit um, if you've got somebody out there being irresponsible with your stuff. <laughs> yeah, for real. And and I've I've had to I've had to do those letters of intent before. Um, and so I I definitely understand yeah. understand that. <laughs> Several companies were like, "Who do you want to work with?" And they're, you know, say like, "I like I need you to write it to say this, and then send yeah. it to them." And you're like, yeah. "Okay." Um, and so yeah, I'm on that. I'm on that page with you. So I know we're 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 we beat this horse um, with <laughs> the references and <laughs> um, resumes. Um, and so I think um, let's go into some brief something we might have to even go and this might lead into the next episode a little bit but let's go into yeah. some specifics of the healthcare company of that of that totem pole um of malone essentially and and how yeah. they do things and 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 maybe we'll even give like a small little nugget about some pay stuff yeah uh, but yeah like how does that how does it work in a in a travel healthcare company um, yeah for sure so Malone is a business, you know, you have your HR departments, you have your CEOs, you have all of those traditional roles. Um, but most importantly, the most vital roles um, directly, you know, to the travelers, we have client managers, and then you have your recruiters. Um, the client managers are those that are building those relationships, those so important relationships with the hospitals and 
getting access to their jobs, reaching out to them directly um, or through their vendors and just building those relationships and, and you know, um, getting those, those listings. Without them, we wouldn't have the listings to offer you. Um, and they're also the ones that can, can follow up on the back end and really promote you. And also just uh, go out and just get your resume out there and, and, and do some, some prospecting for you, right? So the, those guys are invaluable. And then there's, there's, there's a recruiting team. Uh, we're the ones kind of coordinating this for you, working with the client managers. And uh, just, gosh, if you see something, for example, that's, that's been posted, this happens all the time, and you can snap a screenshot and send it to us on the recruiting team. Hey, I saw this job posted. Uh, you don't have it on your site. Can you go and grab it? guess who we go to? We go to the client managers and they go and hunt that down for you. Um, and that's how we grow. And that's how we get things that work for you um, and, and whatnot. But uh, Chris, do you. So the client manager, so, so is that client managers, is that that's somebody that um, is a part of each um, travel healthcare company. And so Malone has yeah. their own client managers. And so if somebody posts a job online and I see it at X hospital and I go on Facebook or whatever and I see it and I'm like, Oh, you know, I didn't see this guy's this posted on Malone's particular website. You have this. So you go to your client managers and then they reach out to who? It depends it, to the vendors pretty to much the, um, okay. to see who's, who's got that job. And we know which hospitals, you know, if, if we know the area, we can pinpoint which hospital, we'll know the vendors um, so that we can reach out to them on the back end, uh, leverage those relationships that we've built with them, those contacts, and just like, hey, we have this this candidate who would be a great fit, you know, we can send their their uh, their profile over to you right away. And they love those. Uh, they love working directly um, through those channels and, and being fed really awesome candidates. Uh, but uh, yeah, client managers, that's where it's at. Yeah, very nice. They're the ones that, you know, as the name client managers, the client facilities, right? They're the ones, they're the ones talking. So it's kind of broken up. It's the recruiter is the one that has a relationship with the traveler, mm -hmm. right? Then the client manager is the back end where they're actually talking to the facilities or the vendors. So, I mean, it might be worth, since we've mentioned vendors, uh, several times so far might be worth talking about what a vendor is uh, because that's what the client that's who the client manager talks to so you have two kinds of contracts that any agency has direct contracts where it is the agency has a direct contract with the facility or hospital system right there's no intermediary typically uh, you also have than another kind of contract where there's an intermediary that's the vendor. Okay, so any agency will have those two kind of uh, relationships with the back end. Right? What are vendors? Vendors are intermediaries and they are contracted with the facilities. Okay, so you have the facility and they don't want to work with all these different agencies. Right. It's like, I just want our jobs to get out there. So they will contract with a vendor and the vendor will then feed these jobs out to all these different agencies. Right. So they're kind of the advocate for the hospitals or the facilities, the system. Right. Um, and then they will feed these out to all these different agencies. And 
That's often why, by the way, you will see different agencies have access, have the same jobs posted or listing the same jobs. It's because everybody works with a handful of vendors, the same vendors. Okay. Um, and part of the part of that bureaucracy, by the way, it, it gets really interesting is because they are kind of the they're the advocate for the hospital. The client managers can talk to the vendor, the vendor talks to the facility. So this is where the bureaucracy comes in. So think about it this way. I'm the recruiter. I talk to the traveler. Then I talk to my client manager. The client manager then talks to the vendor representative. The vendor representative then talks to the facility. Right? As opposed to when you have a direct contract where the client manager is talking to somebody on the ground at the facility. Mm -hmm. And when you're working with vendors, you're contractually not allowed to talk directly to the facility. They're kind of the agents of the facility. I'm the yeah, agent yeah. of the traveler, right? I'm the agent of the traveler. Um, the, the vendors are the agents of the facility. And they, they are there to protect the, the interests of the facility. Mm -hmm. So this is where the client managers come in. They're the ones that are having those conversations with the vendors or with the facilities. I don't know. Does that make that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's that's a that's a tough game of telephone. Um, yes. It seems like yeah. Um, to to talk to, and I think I've had issues with um, get the vendors that with that you know the client managers are trying to get in touch with the vendors. They're like, we're waiting for the vendors to get back with us. And then mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes the vendors are saying things differently. Sometimes I'll be working with a hospital for, you know, looking for an extension or something like that. And, the, you know, they're like, well, if you can just talk to the manager of the, uh, of your department, like things will kind of go a little bit faster maybe. And you're like, yeah. okay. And, and so yeah. they're like, they're like, otherwise like the vendors kind of sometimes because we're, we're reaching out to our client. Or I'm trying to get, keep this process together. It's confusing. Our client managers, <laughs> Uh, that's then reaching out to the vendors, then the vendors are reaching out to the hospital, and then the hospital is coming back to the vendors, back to the client managers, back to the recruiter. And it's like, man, this is a, yeah, that's a, that's a, a crazy web. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it is, it can make things, the bureaucracy can't, I've always, I'm always upfront about this. The bureaucracy can make things frustrating and difficult. Um, it's there for a reason, but, it, you know, that's the way it works. I mean, that's why I really like the idea of direct contracts. It's just like we got to, you know, ask mm -hmm. a question, give them a call. You know, and you can yeah. actually talk to the, and you have a, a that you know you have. That's how that works. So um, yeah, yeah. So those are the two types. But you have the so basically you have the the recruiter on the one side, the client manager. So that's the typical way. And then if you get uh, once you're placed, um, you get a job, then our credentialing department takes over. Yeah. And they walk you through the credentialing process. So that's another aspect. So you have client managers recruiting and then uh, credentialing. Credentialing takes you through the process step by step. Make sure you get all your credentials done and everything that's required for you to be able to start. So that's another major wheel. Or wheel? Spoke. There we go. Spoke. Wow. Yeah. And so let's just let's kind of reiterate, I guess, we have um of, of a healthcare system we have the, re the client managers the recruiters the vendors yep. 
uh-huh. hospital, I guess, is like uh-huh. the you know part of the process, I guess. And then yeah. you have the what did you say? The um, what was the spoke? The uh, credentialing, the credentialing department, the credentialing <laughs> department. Yeah. And so that and that's the next part of the, the the spoke that we'll probably have to get into. And so and and kind of a, a little like nugget. A part of that is the vendors. I believe they take a percentage of things as well. And so that's yeah, where so that's where the kind of some more differences is because the vendors have to make some sort of money and so they take their percentage but versus if you have a direct contract maybe that allows you to keep more of a percentage in-house exactly exactly fluctuations and money wise exactly and so you know i always like to say the vendor doesn't give these jobs to us for free we have to pay for the privilege Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and whereas direct contracts again in direct contracts you don't have that fee. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? There's more money that goes to the traveler. So that often, mm-hmm. you know, that actually helps because you can actually get a better, better rate. All right. Yeah. And let's, uh, let's kill a rumor. How about, um, let's see here. The, who gets the largest percentage of the pie? Um, I, I, I can't say all the time, I would guess, but I would say majority of the time, the yeah. largest percentage of the pie will go to... The, the traveler. traveler traveler hands down yeah down. and and we can we're going to dive into this you know a, li- a lot further in, in uh down the road in uh, future episodes but you know on on the percentage base um the vendors you can they're usually on average between five and seven percent that's kind of their fee um mm-hmm. travelers will oftentimes fall into the 65 to 70 percent range that's kind of their their take home um mm-hmm. and then the, the rest of that goes to uh, the, the companies, the, the compliance departments and all. Essentially, when you sign on with a company, we're, we're onboarding you. We do the background checks, the drug screenings, the, you know, all the stuff that, that costs money. You know, we can easily spend a thousand bucks getting you ready, you know, just to go and, and to work. Um, if your background check, you know, takes a month to come back, that's money. You know, it's it's you know, it, it gets up there. So we cover some costs. So, um, yeah. but by large, the traveler uh, does get that, that massive piece of the pie there for sure. Otherwise, why are you doing this? Right. right. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think as a traveler, it's, it's, it's tough to, to, sometimes you have to understand that, you know, these companies have a lot of people that are working for them and they have to, they have jobs that they're doing. And so everybody has to get a piece of, of their pie. And so, um, I think a lot of travelers, not a lot, but I hear always hear travelers say like, oh, you know, I get this percentage, I get this percentage. And so if you're unhappy with a company you're working with, I guess, look for another company and, and yeah. try to maybe move that route. But you're getting paid um, the biggest piece of the pie, uh, sure. which, which, you know, you're the, they're setting you, you know, the travel company setting you up for success, setting you up for that job the hospital, the vendors are communicating back and forth and, and you're doing the assignment. And so um, everybody has yeah. to do their part to get that. You know, if you want it, was it, if you want to go, if you want to go fast, just go alone. If you want to just do it, just yeah. do it by yourself. But if you want to go far, go with people. And so I think that's, that's the whole premise of this is the, this is the team that you're going with. And yeah. so, and I love go, far, go far together. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I think, I think we have, again gone over somehow as usual <laughs> um and so i think we have we'll have a lot to touch on 
in the next couple episodes and how long this is going to be. But I think let's get to the um, let's go to the question of the day. Question, 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 question of the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so our question of the day is in in terms of having a superhero style resume. If you had a superpower, what superpower would you have? And, and I'll and I'll start us off. And I think I've went back and forth on this quite a bit, um, and I think I would go teleporting. Um, I think I was close to flying because flying would be great. But if I could just teleport there and be there, that would be great. Get out of Los Angeles traffic really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I would go with. Um, and then feel free to to jump in. Whoever else would like to go next. Yeah, gosh, mine would happy people, right? So make make people laugh, like maybe some laughing gas or whatnot, because then I can get anything I want from you, right? Like we could we can accomplish things. You can, you know, you'll give me a couple extra, you know, bites of your sandwich, whatever, you know. Laughing gas. Hey, Jen, I think I can I get I think I can hook you up with some laughing gas. I know a guy. I know a guy. Thanks. Good deal there. <laughs> for the street rate. I think there, there's plenty of options. There's some cool ones you can pick from. Um, I'll, pre I'll keep it basic. My favorite superhero is uh, the Hulk. So I think strength. Like, you can get a lot done with his kind of just brute force mm -hmm. strength. So I think that's what I would do. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Intelligence. You can win some competitions, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this count. Would this count? Uh, Let's do it. The ability to time travel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think so. uh, it's. Um, I can't remember the movie just with the guy, but yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Time travel. That would be an Doctor awesome. Strange. Movie. Is the one. Yeah, Strange. That's something. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, that's a that's a great one. And so risky uh, business. Yeah, it's scary. It's scary. <laughs> I'll stick to my teleporting. So let's do <laughs> um, okay, so we'll do some uh, we'll do some plugs here. If Gage, you want to go over our uh, our hit the socials for us? Uh, oh yeah, so ours everything. So TikTok, uh, YouTube, Instagram is all red underscore talk underscore DG. Mm -hmm. And obviously a Podbean, his, uh, we're on Podbean, yeah. Spotify, Apple, Google, basically everywhere you get your podcast, all, yep. all the big ones. Um, check us out. And if you guys want to throw out Malone's, uh, some, you guys' handles, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. You can find uh, Malone Healthcare, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Um, you know, you could follow us on there. Uh, a lot of us are on LinkedIn. Uh, a lot of folks don't really think about that one. Um, Chris, what else is out there? Um, well, there's the there's the website malonehc.com. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. They're, they're going to take good care of you guys. Um, so the travelers out there, if you're interested, yeah. Chris, Janet, great recruiters, great people. Um, and they pick great superpowers, most importantly. <laughs> um. By the way, I just realized something for people listening aren't probably can't see this but throughout this entire episode i've been switching up drinking and you'll see this on youtube switching <laughs> up drinking between so you probably see like what is this guy doing <laughs> I drink a thing of coffee and then the next thing you'd see me drinking some mountain dew 
And mm -hmm. throughout the entire episode, I was switching it up, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm on camera! <laughs> this looks crazy!" Yeah, hot and Every cold. Time he grabs, cold. grabs something. That's also part of Chris's superpower. He can yes. whatever he grabs, it's different. So it's just <laughs> yeah. always different. <laughs> but, well, uh, thanks again. This is a wonderful episode. If you thanks, like guys. the content, subscribe, share, be a friend, tell a friend. Thanks, guys. Until Thank next you. time.